At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you did. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. 17-14 is the final. One touchdown, we are world champions. Believe it, and it will happen. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Everybody and welcome to another edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. I am John Schmelk. He is Howard Cross. The phone number for you is 201-939-4513. Hashtag Giants Chat on Twitter. If you want to get in touch with us that way, you certainly can. Mr. Cross, it's been a little while. How are you, bud? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. And yourself? Doing great. So we've talked some about the draft here, but I thought this might be a good time to kind of focus on free agency. We have no shows next week, so I want to make sure we get in a lot of our main topics here uh, before we get our little break, and then we'll reset heading into the combine and the offseason when we get back from our week off. So obviously, Howard, uh, the biggest decision the Giants are going to have to make this offseason is maybe not so much a decision, but the biggest negotiation that's going to take place is with their quarterback, Daniel Jones, who Joe Shane has been... Very clear that they want back. Daniel said he wants to be back here, and then it's just a matter of figuring out the business end of things. So I thought today might be a good day to take a look at the quarterback picture kind of league-wide around the NFL, Okay. see kind of broadly where Daniel sits. What's and we're not going to be negotiating numbers here, and you know, taking you know roles, and you know, <laughs> trying to give people money or take money away. It's just the market. The market. Just is try market. to figure out what the market is. The market's the market. Yeah. Exactly. So that's what we're going to try to do here, and I thought it'd be a fun day to do it. Okay, take a shot. Go right ahead. Okay. I want to see what you. I want to see what you come up with. Okay. And again, I don't think we necessarily have to do like number by number rank, nah, but, we'll, nah. but, we'll, but we'll kind of put the guys into tiers. Okay. And, and kind of see where they sit. And I do think it's important right now, Howard, to to set the parameters in terms of how we're doing this. So the way I want to do this, because theoretically the Giants are making a decision as to whether or not they're going to commit to Daniel long term for oh. three to five years. Okay. So the way I'm phrasing this is we're going to you know put these quarterbacks kind of into tiers okay. based on how you think they're going to perform for the next three to five seasons. Which uh, guy would you rather have for the next three to five years, okay? All right, so you're going to basically start it out basically with, with Patrick Mahomes and Barrow. Yes, so this is kind of how I've done it. And I'll, I'll start throwing names at you, and you tell me if you agree or disagree. Okay. These are the guys that I have, in my mind, fairly confidently ranked ahead of Daniel based on that criteria. Okay? Oh, okay. You're this right. is where I'm at. And you're you tell me. Daniel. Yes, okay. if you disagree with any of these that I'm going to okay. throw at you. All right. Patrick Mahomes. No, don't disagree. Joe Burrow. No. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. That's the guy in uh The Chargers. Yeah. I kinda disagree. I like Justin Herbert as an athlete. I like his arm. But he has way more talent, had a better offensive line, and even a better defense, and he's just not getting as much production. Well, he had more overall production in terms of yards and touchdowns and stuff like that. Does he does he get wins? They, I think, how many wins did the Chargers have this year? What, nine? I think they almost had the same amount of wins as the Giants yeah, did. Yeah, so, like, yeah, I don't really put him above. Like, if you had, if we had those receivers on this team. Okay, we'll... see, this is good. I like the disagreement. Yeah, All right, yeah, good. So, yeah, I have Herbert right, there. You right. don't. That's fine. Okay. Trevor Lawrence. 
Trevor Lawrence. Who would you rather have for the next three to five years? Don't know. I think Trevor had a good year this year. I'm not sure what he's going to be the next five well, years. Well, I'm not saying, but you're not sure what Daniel's going to be either. But if I made I, you I, choose I, right now, which I, guy would I'm you I'm going to choose Daniel because I know he's going to get more weapons okay. and he's going to get better. All I, right. I will put. Uh, uh, again, I'm basing mine not just on Daniel's play because mm-hmm. he, he's a good, he's a decent player. Of course, yeah, yeah. I'm basing mine on what he has to work with. I totally get it. Yeah. And when I see guys that have, a, a you know, a, a cup flo- overflowing of, of weapons around them. No, I totally get it. Yeah. I, I'm like, you got to be. That's when. The Joe Burrows and the, and the Patrick Mahomes and guys like they take advantage of all that, and they can they can do it. Pat can do it without all that. No, no. <laughs> Pat, Pat Mahomes is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, Joe he's, can he's do it. With, Joe can do it without blocking. Yes, he has great receivers. <laughs> he has though. great receivers. Yes, but he can do it without blocking. So Correct. I I look at this stuff and I'm like, okay, well, I'm, what if you had the two guys? If you switch positions, would they have played the same way with no receivers? Josh Allen. Josh Allen's – I'd take Josh Allen over Daniel uh, over the next five years. I think they can get a coordinator in there that can get him from freaking turning the ball over. Get him back to what he was two yeah, years ago, if, right? if you can do that, then I'm he, with you. he'll be a great player. Lamar Jackson. I'm going to say yes to Lamar Jackson. I think he's a step away, but he's on the injury train yep. a little bit like Daniel. 100% yeah. I'm with you on that. Jalen Hurts. Now we're getting into closer territory now. I'm going to say Jalen is going to be a yes as long as they can hold their team together. So you're saying the next three to five years. Mm -hmm. So I think they'll be able to hold their team together for the most part receiver-wise and running back-wise for the next three years. Offensive line-wise, I don't know. Defensive-wise, I don't know. But for the next three years, he's got those receivers. Got it. And then this is where I think we're going to have this disagreement. I have Prescott on the list. Dak? Dak? Yes. I'm... Dak makes a lot of mistakes, man. Well, he did this year. That has not his it's interception a, issues have I, not been wait, there until just, this season. Just hold on, I tell you about making mistakes. No, go ahead, you got it. Dak makes mistakes in the standpoint of he, when he plays the best quarterbacks, he usually has a he usually loses, and he's not playing against that quarterback. And I don't understand that part of his game. I think when he plays teams he's supposed to beat, they beat him. When they play games they're they're going to be tight or they could have a chance to lose, he loses them most of the time. He just does. I mean, he had the big win against Philly late in the year. He won a playoff won, game each he, of the last two the, out of the last three years. Dial it back. He played Philly without their quarterback. No, he did. Yeah, yeah but they yeah. also put almost – I think they put 40 points on that defense. They did, but again, play without their quarterback. Yeah, but he's not playing against the quarterback. He's playing against the defense. I think that quarterback, when he's in the room, demands a lot of respect and a lot of guys play differently for okay. him. Okay. All right, so 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 those are the guys that yeah. that I have ahead. Okay. You have disagreed with some of them. I'm yeah. going to throw other names out there now mm-hmm. that I'm not. Let me just give me your thoughts on them, okay? I, I like Jalen, but you know. Okay, no, I know you do. Yeah, Bam. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, I I don't like Aaron Rodgers as a player. I, I don't. <laughs> I know you don't. Yeah. I try, I do my best with him <laughs> for somebody who's gifted with such talent, and he doesn't work at it. And that's just how I see it. Mm-hmm. I don't see him. Working with his players to make him better. He, he, two-time MVP, just on arm talent alone. He's probably one of the best quarterbacks you'll ever see. But he bring, harkens back to the day of Jay Cutler, that guy that had the big arm that, that could throw the ball. <gasps> Jay Cutler. Hey, the dude had talented arm, right? Did, but you can't not support your team. I get it. I like, no, I, I agree with you. Ability. Yes, he's better than Daniel. Next three to five years, you don't even know if he's going to be playing after he this year. Would not, he would not be – he's not making anybody's list. Get it. Fine. <laughs> no question. Here's an interesting one. Deshaun Watson. That one I'd have to like – that's up in the air. I think Deshaun will get better over the next three to five years. I don't know if Cleveland will get better. See, I have the question mark next yeah. to his name because yeah. I don't think you know. He isn't, you know, when he came back this year, he wasn't very good this year. Uh, a lot again, of Russ. More than Russ is like he picked up the game for the first time. Yeah. So, so I agree. I think that's kind of in, that's the, air. in the air. Kyler Murray, same deal, right? Coming off the knee. I think no, that's in the I, air I, too. I don't, I don't give him. He could be in the air and not. I don't trust Kyler Murray. Okay, that's yeah. fine. And frankly, I I think yeah. I would lean in your direction yeah, on that I don't too. Trust Kyler. I'm with you on that. Um, how about Matthew Stafford? He won't be in the league in three to five years. You think he's going to retire? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. There we go. He got his title. There we yeah. go. All right, here's an interesting one, and you might laugh that I'm asking this. Geno Smith. Geno Smith. Had a nice I would, year. I wouldn't take him over Daniel, per se. But, but I think he's I, in I the think, same group, right? I think right? he's going to be in the same group. He's going to be around for the next three to five With years. With you. Agree. Okay. How about Derek Carr? I don't even know where he's going to play. So I, I can't give him three to five years. 
He was a starter. It's supposed to, we had a great right, year. Right, but wherever he winds up, would you consider him to be around the same level as Daniel? I No. Okay, you have Daniel ahead of him. I think Daniel's ahead of him. No problem. Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Again, Daniel's ahead of him. I I agree. I like I like Carr better than I like Garoppolo, and I do have Daniel ahead of Garoppolo. Yeah. I agree with that. Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> Definitely Daniel. Okay, I agree. I agree with you. Yeah. Tua. Uh, unfortunately, definitely Daniel because Tua may not be in the league in two years. The injuries years. Yeah. agree a hundred percent. Yeah, Brock Purdy. I think Brock Purdy is a really nice story for this year, and he's an anomaly, and he will be back as a backup for the rest of his career. I generally agree with you. I'm just telling you. I mean, he's he's a great story. I could see him but, winning the job and starting next year, though. That wouldn't shock me if he beat out Trey Lance for the job next year. I got money says he won't even get close. Okay. <laughs> no money, but... And I'm going to tell you why. Yes, why? They draft Trey Lance because he has this great talent and all this ability, right? Mm-hmm. Trey gets the, gets the benefit of watching a guy manage the offense and not throw the ball into trouble, and he doesn't have his athletic ability to run like Trey has. So he's going like, okay, so basically throw it to the open guy, and we're getting plays designed to throw it to the open guy. Purdy never threw the ball in traffic almost. Mm-hmm. So that, that he, no, he, guys he, were wide open all over the place. Yeah, so he gets to study and no watch debate. this guy's reads, and they're going to call the offense the exact same way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, I, I, like I said, like Brock Purdy has a great story. I, I think that he will, you know, be always going to be the guy that's going to be the oh man, if we get in trouble, we'll bring Purdy back in. But he's not an NFL right. starting quarterback for for you know unfor- unfortunately for him. I'll just throw out some of the younger guys at you. Oh wait, I, f- I forgot your favorite. No. Kirk. <laughs> I wouldn't take any, I would take everybody over Kirk. I don't yeah, like Kirk. take everybody over I'm just, Kirk. I just look, man. Wow. Look, Kirk Cousins has done a great job of being with the right team at the right time and having phenomenal phenomenal support around him. And I think that even if their defense played better, but Kirk should be dropping 40 points a game with those receivers. Phelan and Jefferson, those guys are almost top. The, the tight end is incredible. The running back is incredible. Everybody's great. His offensive line, it's pretty good. Why isn't he scoring 40 points a game? Well, no one's scoring 40 well, points a game. Because he ain't scoring because he can't. He's just, this is not him. <laughs> it's like, okay. Oh, wow. Kirk's so great, man. I'm tired of Kirk, man. That dude in rap job, he got y'all boom. That's terrible. I'm not. I'm not putting him in front of Daniel. By the way, but I'm I not had putting to ask him. The question. Like, everybody likes. Anyway, I'm. I'm sorry, Kirk. I don't mean to be like that. Oh, you, man. Hating on Kirk. <laughs> Kirk feels bad. All right, here's an interesting one. And again, okay. I'm not saying I disagree one way or the other. Justin Fields. Justin Fields has tremendous upside. I do mean tremendous upside. But in the next three to five years. They'll have to, quote-unquote, build an offensive line, get another receiver in there to help him out because basically his game is now, uh, look, no one's open, run for your life. And that will not last for three to five years, as you can tell already, because he's not having, uh, like, knee issues. He's having hamstring issues. And once your hamstring starts going, it goes at any time. You can never really, like, bring it all the way back. And if he's going to have to run – for a hundred yards a game for his life, yeah, too. yeah. That's 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 not three to five years sustainable. For All right, him. I think these are easy ones. We can breeze through these pretty quick. Kenny Pickett, who is that? Steelers starting quarterback. Oh yeah, I'm just joking. Now Daniel, um, Russell Wilson. Daniel, agreed. Did you know that Sean Payton threw a Russell's quarterback coach? Out of the like, look, uh, you're his personal quarterback. Coach. I'm not familiar with that, but here's, that's not here, going to happen here. <laughs> here's your door. <laughs> that's pretty good. Like, did you get your stuff? Did you get all your stuff when you were leaving? Because you ain't here, basically. That was okay. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> How about uh, your man, Mac Jones? Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Uh, Mac and Daniel would be similar, but Daniel is a much better athlete. He than can Mac. run. Yeah, right. Mac can throw the ball. He's pretty consistent with not a lot of help, but. Daniel can run, so that gives Daniel the big edge over over Mac. Agreed. Okay, so net net, and again, we don't have to put a number on it. Mm-hmm. Um, around ten, that's where kind of Daniel is in our little criteria here. Yeah, he's basically around ten. I mean, he's a top ten guy, even with you know with with the way things are working and stuff. He, it's again, we'll see. The big thing will be you know next year for the Giants. Can they get some offensive linemen? Right. Okay. If they get a couple offensive linemen, that's great. Can they get one, possibly two receivers? 
You know, can they get like a, a true number one? Or even a really good receiving tight end, too, yeah, right? Yeah, well, they could do that, too, in the draft. So, like, you know, mm-hmm. so you get those two or three games, it'd be great. You, But you're going to have to beat teams. So that would be the big story on Daniel. And that's when Daniel will find out if Daniel's really the guy. Yeah, no question about it. And, mm-hmm. you know, just a couple things I'll, I'll, I'll say and, about. And, and if Kafka gets hired away. Yeah, that, which and now he looks like he's one of the two or three finalists in yeah. Arizona. Yeah. And Wink is still apparently a, a finalist in Indianapolis. Yeah. Who knows what that owner is going to yeah, do. So when so. You, you, know, you start hiring people away and, and you go from uh, we're starting a new offense again. It looks good for everybody else, but the quarterback, it's like really imperative for him to be like so comfortable and understand what the the overall objective and goals are of the of the offense, uh, the coordinator. Mm-hmm. You can understand the plays, you can understand everything else, but okay, what's the overall objective and, and be in that? And I think Coach Dayball is going to really, you know, be a big part of that, but it's, it's still it's still hard to do. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so now I'm going to go through just some, again, this is not, I'm not saying this is what Daniel should make. Mm-hmm. I'm just going through the top per year salaries at quarterback, okay? okay? Just so people understand where we're at. Aaron Rodgers, $50 million per year. No. Russell Wilson, and not, again, I'm not saying this is what no, Daniel's no, going to make. No, I'm just saying, I'll just say about the guy. I'm not going to say about Daniel. Got it. Russell Wilson, $49 million a As year. As you can see, that was a mistake. Kyler Murray, $46 million a year. So far, everybody's wearing a mask. Well, I'm sorry, 46.1, because he got .1 higher than Deshaun Watson, $46 million a year. Yeah, so they're, they're fully all, guaranteed. They're all wearing masks, and they're, and they're like hope with guns. Now, people see, now, 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 now Patrick Mahomes, 45. Again, that was the market at the time. Yeah. He was the highest paid guy. Mm-hmm, yes. No question. Josh Allen, 43. Good number for both sides. Good number, I think, for there. Uh, Derek Carr, who will sh- probably shortly no longer be on this contract, but well, that'll he, be next next week is the deadline for him. That's well, at forty point four. He got he he took it while he could get it. I'm telling you, that's yeah, great, and that's what you do, yeah. right? Matt Stafford forty on the dot. Dak yeah. Prescott forty on the dot. Delivered a Super Bowl. Nah, I'm sorry, Dak. You you everybody in the country, including me, was like, pay the man his money. They paid you. You got to do something. And Dak's 30 years old, by the way. Um, So he has some time left. Yeah, but he keeps getting everybody fired. (laughs) Am I right? He's only had two head coaches. And how many coordinators? Just one. He had Kellen Moore's the whole time until until he just parted ways. He's been there seven years. Every three years, somebody gets fired. <laughs> You're funny. Is that true? Yeah, it's uh, no. I mean, but that, that isn't that generally the the. the I mean, this is gonna be McCarthy's fourth year. I'm I'm still shocked by that. Or is it third year for him? I'm trying it's to think. Third year. Is it third year for McCarthy? I think so. You might be right. And Garrett was there forever before mm-hmm. that, obviously. Um, Kirk Cousins, thirty-five. Jared Goff, thirty-three and a half. I think Jared Goff should be making a little more. Oh, I didn't ask you about Jared Goff. Would you put Goff in the same category as Daniel? I forgot that I left him off the list might, for some reason. Might be in the same category, but Goff's got – he's a talented player. He's but Daniel, talented. again, I think Daniel's athleticism pushes him. It could push him, that, could push him, but Goff is like a super ta- – I, no, I don't, I don't think people really realize how good Goff is. You know, he took a team to the Super Bowl before they traded That's him. That's my bad. I forgot yeah. about Goff. Yeah. Um, Wentz at 32 <laughs> – Hi. Um, uh, they should pay me. Some of that. <laughs> Matt Ryan at 30. Tannehill 29 and a half. Should retire. And then you get into the you know other rookie contracts and stuff a- like and that. And Brady's name's on there. Well, yeah. So he, they just haven't taken them off the list yet. Okay. Right. And then, of course, this offseason, you could see Burrow and Herbert both extended. And those, are, those numbers are going to start with at least 45. I think Burrow, yes. I think Her- Herbert, I think I'd put him down a little further in the, in the contract mix, but... 
you know, he can say, like, if I'm not going to get the top money, then I shouldn't play. And, and my answer would be, you got to be the guy, though. You got to be the guy to, you know, makes you got to be a difference maker. This year, Daniel was a difference maker. And all those contracts, by the way, that are like, you know, th- under 35, those are all signed, you know, the Goff, the Wentz, yeah, and the Ryan and Daniel. Those were signed ago. like four or five yeah. years ago. So and most the, of the newer contracts have been above 35. Yeah, and the smart thing to do if you're Daniel Jones is to take a three-year deal. Because then it resets the market oh in goodness, three years, The right? market's mm-hmm. going to be jumping through the roof. So you can right. take like hometown discount almost for three years. You can be making like right around 35 to $40 million a year, and that's really a discount for, for, for three years. Right, not and, Howard. That's exactly where my uh, head is on too. And then in two years, they'll be looking at you, and if you're doing well, you'll be like, mm-hmm. "Okie dokie, guys." Like, uh, what we're we gonna do now? And then they're gonna have to like open the purse and really pay you. And that's that's just the way the market's gonna be set. Yeah, and and we'll see. And you know, he could might maybe he'll prefer a, a longer term deal where it's more security. Maybe he'd if he maybe does, he, if he does a longer term deal, you don't have to pay him as much though per month. I mean per year. And you could spread it out more with yeah, the signing bonus absolutely. and all that stuff, yeah. right? After so, hearing those numbers, I can't believe Paul thinks it'll be around like 30, 32. Yeah, Paul said it'll be between 30 and 32. And, and, that's, and, that's and, not, and as Pearson can can, can that's almost left tackle testify, I, <laughs> the look on my face was quite precious. Oh, my God. This Paul, <laughs> this, it's, Paul's usually good with keeping up with some of these craziness, bro. I guess he, <laughs> he just let it go this time. Huh? He literally let it go. Yeah. All right, so th- that's kind of where we are, folks, just to kind of set the stage uh, to, I mean, you could talk about that or anything else you want to talk about now on the phones at 201-939-4513. But first, a reminder, go subscribe to the Giant Subtle Podcast. A lot of great interviews on there. Last one up there is Dane Brugler. I talked to him at the Senior Bowl. Great breakdown of the prospects there. And we'll get Dane again later in the year at the Combine. Then you get in a huddle closer to the draft uh, talking about these prospects. Uh, later today, I'm talking to Rhett Lewis from NFL Network. We'll do some draft stuff. We'll do Super Bowl with him. He called the game at the Shrine Bowl. So we'll do a little bit with Rhett and that. And then uh, we'll have good interviews coming up later in the week and next week as well. Uh, make sure you go check out the Giants Huddle Podcast. Search for it on your favorite podcast platform. Please subscribe, or you can just go to Giants.com slash podcast or the Giants mobile app to listen that way. All right, let's get to the phones here at 201-939-4513. Let's go to Luke in Michigan. He will lead us off first. Luke, what's going on? Gentlemen, how you doing? Uh, thanks for taking my call. I just wanted to talk about how the salary cap is structured. I, I don't understand that on how it goes up every year and why we only have a certain amount. What do you mean? Can you be more specific as to your question? I understand what he's asking. Well, yeah, go ahead, Howard. If you could, uh... so, so basically, let's say the number is $100 million, which is not really $100 million, but we're going to say it's $100 million. Do you want me to tell you what the cap's supposed to be this but, year? Just hold on. Let, okay. me, let me explain to him. So he'll yeah, so we're going to go with a basic number of $100 bucks. So what the Giants did in, in the past years was like they spent every dollar of that uh, because they're like, I need this guy, this guy, this guy. And if we had these three guys or four guys, we could be not just in the playoffs, but, you know, Super Bowl contenders. So they spent the money. Once you spend the money, then you have to kind of let those those contracts run out. So the, the Kenny Gallaudets, Leonard Williams, uh, Dory Jacksons, and those guys are like they're at the top of the top of the list in their contracts. And they're at the, kind of at the end also of their contracts. So they've spent the hundred million in theory. I know the number's two twenty four or something. They spent the hundred million, and you have to wait a year or two before you can like re up again when those contracts kind of fall out. Hopefully, you have a two or three good rookie classes in that time. You're building your team, and that's why it builds. The reason why the Giants didn't have a lot to spend is because, uh, and I'm not knocking David Gelman by any stretch of the imagination. They felt like they were a player or two away from being in the playoffs and making a run at it, and they took a run at it, and they didn't make it. Uh, teams that you can get a good example of that of, or one team specifically, would be the Rams, where they went after it and they spent all the money. They don't have draft picks, they don't have anything, but they got a Super Bowl. So yeah. so that, that one Super Bowl is great for that one season and the fans are happy. And then it's, now it's going to be how long are they willing to suffer to wait to get themselves back in that position again? And the reason the cap goes up every year, if this is part of your question too, is that revenue goes up. So the cap is a certain percentage of it's the a, revenue that a, comes in. Yeah, it's a derivative of, of basically uh, TV contracts yeah. uh, is, the, is the biggest portion and radio contracts. No, uh, it's, it's a much it, smaller portion. It's a mo- much smaller portion. <laughs> And then your main, then your main uh, sponsors, uh, whether it's the Budweiser people or the Ford people mm-hmm. or the Pepsi people, 
They, like, they, for example, next year, the Amazon, I think, contract kicks in or something yeah, like that. So that's uh, going to bring a big bump in 2024. And then the other the other TV contracts go up after that. So it's going to keep yeah, going up and up and, and up. And Microsoft has – it's Microsoft is like the Microsoft Surface, yep. Yeah, so like all those guys are paying in the tons and tons of money just to be, you know, seen on, on the sidelines for those guys. A, a Tom Brady to smash a Microsoft tablet on the sideline. It's it's great for Microsoft. Well, Microsoft's probably pretty happy that they're, they're, they won't have to keep replacing the Tom Brady tablets anymore. I'm pretty sure, but at the same time, that gives them a new product. One that's, that's, like, that's harder to break. Luke, does that, <laughs> Luke, does that, does that answer your question? That was fantastic. And then I had another one. I just learned since you previously that you have to wait to extend players on their rookie contract. Could you explain that? Yeah, you cannot extend the player until after they're three years into their rookie contract. And the, uh, and the reason why the reason why is that let's say a player gets a five year deal, uh, usually they give them four year, and the fifth year is a what do they call that year? The fifth year, uh, fifth year option, fifth year option. option. So if you extend the guy in his third year, you're trying to undercut the market before it gets really high. So yes. we're saying that every three years, the market kind of really takes another jump with the, with the salary cap and the and TV contracts and everything. So you're trying to wait, and agents want to try to catch that time right when they know the, the contracts are going to be the highest so they can do the next deal. Yeah, and part of that rule, I think, too, is when they set the slots in the draft, too, right? Because remember, they used to have to pay. Remember, Jamarcus Russell got like $100 yeah. million dollars yeah. when he first got drafted. If you allow these teams to give the, these rookies contracts really early, then – Guys can start holding out, be like, "Well, slide us now," but then we want an extension two days later. Yeah. You know, things like that. So, yeah. trying to keep, trying to keep, trying to trying to keep it all all together. That's what they're yeah. trying to do. So then, one last thing is: Do you guys think we're trying to extend people like Thomas and Dexter and Xavier and whoever else is on the like coming into the last year on the rookie deal? You think we'll work that this year or wait till next year? I think I think they can, um, and Luke, they appreciate the call. I think they'll probably focus on the guys that are free agents this year first. But yeah, I mean, look, Andrew's got two more years, so yeah, they can so be a little they, bit more patient yeah, with him. And get, he, and frankly, he might want to be more patient to see where the tackle market goes too, right? Well, I think he's going to get the benefit of like waiting till next year because the market should be almost at the peak right. next year. So he'll he'll have, you know, they're like, oh yeah, okay, just play, stay healthy because this year coming up, just have another Pro Bowl or you know the Pro Bowl year. Then they get ready to do your deal. They're going to try to come to you with an extension. They're going to come to him. He's not going to have to be waiting or going out to the market. Right. And look, whereas we, Dexter is going to be, he's going to be up, right? Yeah. Dexter has one year left. So yes. I could see Dexter being extended. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise me. McKinney, you know, he's going to want to be paid at the top of the market, I'm sure. And coming off a year where he had the hand thing and all that, maybe the Giants aren't comfortable yet. So that might be something that might take a little bit longer. Yeah. But I think Dexter's the prime guy you would look at as yeah. someone that could be extended early. Absolutely. 201-939-4513. Let's stay in Michigan and go to David. David, what's up? Hey, guys. First, I got to tell you, yesterday's podcast, I was in the car when I think your producer said that they should rename the podcast Old Man Shaking Fist at Cloud. <laughs> yes, that was Pearson. Yes. And yes, that was referencing Datino. That's correct. Oh, wow. I've known, so I've known Datino for 40 years. And the coffee came through my nose. <laughs> well, I hope you didn't crash, dude. That's uh, terrible. <laughs> but, and Howard, just so you understand, Paul literally took the first eight minutes of the show complaining that the Pro Bowl is not a real football game. <laughs> because it's a flag football game. Well, yeah, but he was complaining that it should be like a real football game where these guys go out and they like play hard. Like it's Paul a real should football put on game. some pads and play. He should actually like get contacted. A few now times. the best part is I said to him, <laughs> "So Paul, how would you feel if it was a real football game and Dexter Lawrence, you know, got rolled up and tore his ACL?" He goes, "Well, I wouldn't like that." And I said, <laughs> "Exactly." <laughs> I think somebody hurt their toe doing one of those goofy things. Miles Gary dislocated one of his toes. Yeah, yeah absolutely, he, he did. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Browns fans aren't thrilled. I'm about sure they're like, "Whatever that was, we're going to eliminate that." <laughs> <laughs> so, listen. I just want to hit a couple of sort of, you know, like like everybody else. I'm hitting the reset button after what was a much better than expected um, season for us. So, one thing, and, and then I, I have a question at, at the end of this. But one, I was never a fan of drafting Jones number six, but I am completely convinced that he should be our quarterback for the next five six years at least. Because, man, what he showed with the receiving room that he had um, and a still maturing offensive line as a group, man, 
if we can get those two things, you know, move the offensive line to the next stage and get a better wide receiver room, I mean, I'm really impressed with this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's one thing. Um, and then I, I have a – I love Saquon not only as a player, but everything you guys have told me about him as a person. Mm-hmm. But with the cap coming in $10 million less, I guess, than what people thought, I can't, from a business standpoint, commit fourteen million bucks a year to <laughs> to to tell to to say I just can't do it because if you if you take that fourteen, you're talking about maybe being able to sign three really solid free agents or 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 uh, reserving it for some of these guys that we're going to have to pay um, and extending them now, and I. Th- I think if you beef up the wide receiver room and get another tight end, you're you're kind of in, a, in in even a better place than you were relying so much on Saquon and 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 dedicating that much money to him. Yeah, look, David, and look, we we've talked about the the difficulty with running backs, and I think we get where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. But I do think I'll say this: if it doesn't, if Saquon doesn't come back. You really need to add weapons then outside. Because oh, he's no, like no. he's like the one guy that if you you know can well, make a okay, big play so, at any time. So, so here's my big move, and you guys can agree or disagree. And then I have kind of a business question about the league too okay. for, for you guys. But here's my my big move. You look at the draft and where the Giants are drafting. Tell me that they are going to get somebody at that pick who's better and more impactful than T. Higgins. I would trade the pick to the Bengals for T. Higgins. I think it would probably take more than just that pick, but <laughs> but but probably not a second. It'll probably be like a third or a fourth or something like that for one. Here's the issue with the Higgins trade. And I love T. Higgins. And again, we're not advocating the trade. He's the property of another team. We're not tampering. Just talking about Higgins as a player, right? I don't think anyone cares if we talk about him. <laughs> but yeah, think- You'd be surprised. Really? Okay. Um, so, he's a really good player. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just always leery of the guys you have to trade a draft asset for and then go pay. Because T. Higgins is going to want like $24 million a year. Yeah. He, he, he could and he's a good player. He, he, deserves, he deserves it, right? It, yeah. So, you're not only gonna, then going to be using a draft pick to acquire him, you then also have to use a large chunk of your sa- – 10% of your salary cap space mm-hmm. to pay him. So, that's a – and again, I'm, I love T. Higgins. Great player. But you have to decide whether or not – that amount of resources to one guy, money, cap space, plus draft pick, is worth your bang for your buck there. Yeah, so back to... Well, second, we, we've, the, got to, we've got to improve the wide receiver room. Now, i got a quick business question for you guys. Yes. Okay. I'm, and then you can trying, I'm trying to figure out why, and I'm sure there's a reason, why the free agency uh, season starts way before the draft because from a team standpoint i would want to go through my draft and then see what i need from the free agency uh, pool yeah david i agree with you and i've always advocated that I, I prefer the way the nba does it where they have the draft first and then they have free agency start after the draft the problem is this draft process is so long <laughs> like the combine's not until march then they have pro days where if you're going to do all this stuff and you want to give the college players a chance and, and to get healthy bowl, after the season, and, yeah. and you want to give the college players a chance to get healthy after the season so they can do all these things, I mean, you can't really have free agency in April or May. That's just too late, I think, in the off season, right? I, I, I don't think it has much. I think it's more of this. I think that it... That and thank it, you for the call, David. Thank you. I think it's more of this. When it comes down to free agency, I think that you want to get... What's your possibility of active players that you know are going to be that you can not that you can't count on rookies or anything, but if I go pick up T. Higgins, I know I got a, a number one receiver, a healthy number one receiver, a guy who's played you know you know ninety percent of his snaps for his team, not for his team, but that has been called on. If you pick up a player in the draft, you got to like. I hope he's going to be healthy. Number one, he isn't necessarily plug and play. Yeah, so it's like, and like there are a few guys. Uh, as far as the Saquon thing goes, even though I can understand why you'd be leery to give Saquon that kind of money, here's Saquon's argument: Daniel Jones' success was based on me. 
because when I motioned to the right and he flipped like he was going to hand me the ball, the entire defense shifted with me. That was the Viking game. Yeah. yeah. And like, or was that, the Colts. That was, that was a lot of games. That was a lot of games. No, you're right. And then when yeah. I tuck the ball and when he tucks the ball and runs, it's because the defense is following me to make sure that I don't have it. So his argument, that's what his argument is going to be the entire time is that, look, you can say what you want to, and I'm not, you know, disparaging Daniel, and that's what he's going to say, but look at the tape. Look at look at what's happening when he's doing this. You know, Forget about me getting three yards in a cloud of dust or maybe breaking one for 40 or 50. Look at how I'm affecting the entire defense. And that's the argument of a player. Like, some players can argue, well, you know, well, you haven't been healthy. And that's okay. Look how it looks like when I'm out there. And that's going to be the big It's like watching Henry run. When Henry's in the game, it affects the defense. And that's what it's going to be like with whoever drafts B. John Robinson, too, yeah. because that guy's a monster. Yeah, you, you're like, okay, how are we going to – is he going to catch the ball out of the flat? Now, what, 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 what's going on? And, like, that become that's why Christian McCaffrey's such a problem. You can try to cover everybody up, but, okay, where is he now? Is he really in slot? Can get somebody over there, get somebody over there. He pretends like he's coming in, and all of a sudden he's running around. Now, I will say this. McCaffrey, I think, is, is a little bit different, right? He he's was a 1,000-yard rusher and 1,000-yard receiver. Like, Saquon has not done that yet. He, he can't. He could. But, he's you know, Saquon's thing is going to be he's a decent receiver, but he's got to be a better route runner. When he becomes a better route runner. And he, catcher of the football. Yeah, well, again, when you're better, I think he has decent hands. I don't think his body's always in the right spot. Yeah, that's a great point. So right, you know what I'm saying. So sometimes Absolutely. he's, you know, he's already out to his position, but he doesn't know, or he hasn't, you know, gotten the feel of okay, I need to slow down so I can get my shoulders in the right position so I can get my hands on the ball. Sometimes he'll run and run backwards a few steps, and like you know, I was a victim of that because I was like, okay, I'm open, I'm open, like slow down, like you know, realize that you're open, slow down so you can get the ball and. Sometimes you're like, you think you're going to get it right at that moment, and it doesn't come out at that moment. Whether the quarterback is looking the other way, if you're the check down, it makes you the second or third receiver. All that stuff is going to be things he'll, you know, get better at it, you know, even this part of his career, because he's had a year and a half of being limping around and stuff, and now he's like getting healthier. Let's go back to the phones, but first, a reminder. Go check out the Giants official connected TV streaming app, Giants TV. It brings original video content and game highlights on demand and direct to big blue fans. Giants TV is free on Apple TV, Roku, and Amazon Fire TV and the Giants mobile app. Also, Giant fans, take your fandom to the next level with a season ticket membership. Stay connected to the club all year round, not just on game days. Memberships are now available for the 2023 season. To learn more about all the exclusive member benefits, visit Giants.com slash tickets. Limited inventory is available. We've been talking about for agency Daniel Jones, kind of, you know, putting him in that kind of second tier guys in that kind of yeah. 10 to 12, 10 to 15 area, somewhere in that, you know, second tier and uh, exactly what that might look like in the offseason and Joe in Pennsylvania wants to talk about it. Joe, what's going on? Absolutely. What's up, Joe? Hey. Hey, guys, yeah, you're talking about uh, a lot of stuff that I'm interested in. Number one, I, I missed the very beginning. Did you mention Hertz? Do you think he's in uh, – I know he, he's in a rookie contract yet. Yeah. Would you – if you had the choice, would you get, would you rather – Pay him or Daniel for your starting quarterback. Howard and I, I know both. he has everything over there, but I I personally think Daniel's a better throwing quarterback. Yeah, if you just want to talk about a thrower, maybe. But I, I think in totality, Howard and I both put Hurts slightly above Daniel on that yeah, hierarchy. Think, but it, but it's it, it's not that it's not super far away. Yeah, I think Daniel's got a lot of a lot of comparable uh, attributes as, as Jalen. I think one of the things that, that Jalen has right now that Daniel probably still would like to have, he commands a room. Like, you know, you could tell the guys really respond to him. Oh, oh, I'm not saying that, but he, he has everything set up. I, I could just about play quarterback for the Eagles. with, with the, He throws the ball up there a lot of times to Brown, if he you know, because of his, his size and everything. No, look, Joe, then, he has a really nice roster. There's no argument. He has a great roster around him. But, but what is, but and his, his tight end is so big, too. You know, he's always open. And then the other guy, what's the other guy? Uh, Devonta you know, Smith, Dallas Goddard. Yeah, I, I mean he 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 he's open a lot, and then the throwing out of the backfield from the backs. Then I, I'm just saying he really does have a nice setup that I think you could put uh, 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 Jones right in that. Oh no, situation. look, Joe, if you're telling me like, would I be shocked if you just you know 
waved the magic wand and switched rosters with the two guys, that Jones would be just as effective in Philadelphia. Is that possible? Absolutely. I just haven't seen it. Right. Well, I, I, I'd like to see, see well, when the Eagles have less. I think this year's his last year, and then they'll have to pay the Eagles. Then they won't be able to get all these extra guys and stuff. They have a lot of guys up this year for contract. Uh, their big guard, I think Sanders is there. There's a lot, a, a lot of good players that they're going to have to pay. And once they pay that, uh, Kurt, you know, they ain't going to have all that. That's why I like to see them lose this year. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, it, it's going to hurt them. Now, Howard, what you were talking about there too, with with uh, Saquon and you know how he gets the defense uh, to go to go with him, but I was I was thinking if we still build up that offensive line and we had a wide receiver that could go deep, then maybe them safeties and stuff wouldn't be up there as much. Would you prefer? I'm just saying. Would you think a better offensive line to put the money into? And a, a wide receiver that could bust, or would you still rather have Saquon and put the the money to him? I, I think that you have to be realistic in and what you need on the offensive line. You're probably thinking about right now uh, a center and two guards, or or in, or something. Yeah, at least at least the center. We might be able to get away with them guards because they Benson played pretty good. I heard. Did you say yesterday or someone say uh, in the second John half? They, that who played pretty well? Benson. In the second half oh, Bredesen. Yeah, yeah, he was okay. Yeah, Someone said he only gave up one sack or something the second half of the season. Yeah, but remember, sack numbers aren't everything either. Yeah, so, so I think. No, uh, okay, I, but I. I think. Whatever. In, I, I think I'm in watching saying. the game. I think in watching the games. What, what, what you're commenting on, it's like you need someone to make up for a lot of holes, right? So if you're going to try to fill the holes, like we're going to fill the entire offensive line, we don't need to. We don't need to back. Uh, we're we're going to partially fill the offensive line, but we're going to get a big-time receiver. Uh, big-time receivers are great, but if you can't block for them to be open, then you're, you know, you're in trouble. Yeah, well, uh, great, yeah. you know, that's what I said. Right now, it's a little bit of both. You, you know, it's yeah. <laughs> the devil you do or the devil you don't. It's gonna, yeah, that's pretty much where you are. I was just wondering, right, because uh, there's a lot of good receivers there. Uh, Evans, you know what I mean, it, uh, there's a there's a real good receiver from the Bengals. I forget their names, and the yeah. other one is from the Forty Nine ers. There's there's good players out there, and, and that they might not be able to pay them that we could trade for. But then I don't think, like John said, I don't think we're going to be able to pay a, a number one receiver and play Barkley. Plus, you know what I mean. Everybody else we have coming in there, plus Jones. You know, it's going to be tough. That's that's why I can't wait till the Eagles have to pay up. So, uh, yeah, there's really only two guys out thank there. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. There's really only two guys. The guys are really targeting, I think, in free agency at receiver, unless somebody's, you know, kind of like the one of the guys that we have on our team, the James or somebody that, that all of a sudden they show up and they go, oh, they're, I didn't know they were that good kind of moment. Right. Uh, you know, when you target the guys that you know that are the guys you got to give up a lot for, I just think that the more draft picks you have, the it, the, the better opportunity you have to like to fill your team, and the more rookie contracts you have, if you draft properly, you can go further. I think the free agents are here as stop gaps. Uh, you you want one or two that you that are, I guess you want them to contribute, but if you bring guy in and you pay him a lot of money and you need him to play and he can't get it done because of injury or whatever else. You have spent a lot of money, and it's like it's nothing. Nothing you can do to like kind of fix it, almost. Yeah, I just don't know if they're going to be able to go to the top of the market at guard or center and spend yeah. that type of money on upgrade there. I think maybe you can find upgrades, but it's going to be kind of in that you know yeah. mid range type of area. Yeah. And frankly, again, I, I know people will get mad at me. I thought Nick Gates played well at the end of the year. I thought Nick played very well. So if they want to bring him back and let him compete at left guard and center, look, do yeah. I think the interior of the offensive line was great last year? No, no. I don't. But I thought. Especially at the end of the year, Howard, I thought the bigger issue was at right tackle than it was inside. Yeah, I think you know, I think when um, Evan Neal got hurt, hurt his knee, and you know he set out for I don't remember how many games, four or five, four or five. Then they put the brace on him and brought him back. The first three or four games, that guy couldn't get out of his stance, but he was fighting. And I'm like, uh, I said, guys, I mean, I don't know who else we got out there, but if he can't really get out of his stance, you could see like a guy would stop. 
If he was already stepping out on that leg, he had no way to change direction. And then towards the end, he turned it on. Like the field, the, he did all right in the, um, what was it, the, the, the uh, Washington game. He played pretty well. He played okay in the Indianapolis game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Indianapolis game was probably the worst. The Washington, he got better. The Indy game, he was pretty good. Then the last game of the season, the Eagles game, they didn't play, I don't think, at, at, at full tilt in that game, but he but he played very well in that game. Mm-hmm. He went out to Minnesota, no issue at all, played really well. Minnesota's defense, we thought we were going to you know, feast on him. He played well. And then you get to the Philadelphia game, the last game of the season, the the, the playoff game. I think the entire offensive line was struggling. But it wasn't, well, like, I mean, it wasn't like he was getting beat. Frankly, most do against the yeah, Eagles. Yeah. I mean, it's the Eagles. They were yeah, they, really they, good. They, they were getting four, what, again, uh, four guys with ten, over and look, 10 sacks. And, and Neil didn't give up a sack against the Vikings, but I thought he did a good job of pushing the guys around Jones. Oh, he did so a good job. Technically, pushing. I think he allowed pressures, but Jones did a good job yeah, stepping up in the pocket. But that's the bubble, though. That's no, 100%. Yeah, I'm with he, you on that. He, he, he did his job pretty well. And I, and I, like I said, what, what I look for with him isn't so much to push around it, is can he change direction – how strong is his knee? You know, early in the season, he was like getting beat, but it was because he was overextending. Then when he hurt his knee, he couldn't change direction, and that's yeah. when he—that's when he kind of struggled. All right, I'm going to throw some. Uh, he mentioned Jones and Hurts, so I'm just throw some raw numbers and rankings at you, just so people Jones understand where we're at. Yeah. So this year, passing yards per game, and I will get to the next call in a second. We do have an open lines, by the way, if you want to get in at two zero one nine three nine four five one three. Daniel fifteenth in the league this year with thirty two hundred passing yards. Mm-hmm. Okay. Passing touchdowns, tied for 21st with 15. Mm -hmm. Completion percentage, 6th at 67.2%. Quarterback rating, he came in at 13th at Mm 92.5. Interceptions, if I can get the uh, ranking here, he came in at... He's going to be way up. I'm looking for him. He's not even... In the top, this goes bad to to good. Oh, he's gonna be like, he's probably like top three. What did he finish with, Daniel? Intercept six, five or six. Yeah, so he's not even in the top twenty-five. Yeah, they're not gonna in terms listen. of most interceptions throws. Um, here's now here's some of the numbers that aren't so good. T- passes that of twenty-five plus yards completions, only fifteen, and that ranks him below twenty-fifth. Fifteen out of what? How many did he throw? Well, I don't. Well, that's just passes that gain the twenty-five yards. So it could even be a short pass with okay, a run. So, so that's not Daniel. Well, again, I'm just I'm just throwing numbers out. I you. know, but mm-hmm. we do realize that's not yes. Daniel. Yeah. Um, if you want to go to some more advanced numbers, uh, he had one of the lowest uh, average depth of target in terms of throwing down the field in the league. So he didn't throw down the field a ton. Um, then if you go to some of ESPN's more advanced mat- metrics, uh, QBR, which takes running into consideration as well as passing, mm-hmm. he was sixth at 60.8. Um, EPA, which is expected points added per play, which is kind of an overarching yeah. number, uh, he came in at sixth at 81. Um, from the pass perspective in terms of, I think, EPA, um, he came in at 13th. From a running perspective, he came in fourth. So those are the types of numbers you're looking at. So you're kind of bouncing between, you know, 5 and 15 with a couple outliers on either side, which is why I think we're putting them in that 10 to, you know, 10 to 12, 10 to 13 type of area there. And that's, that's kind of what we're looking at. So there, yeah, there's good but, and there's bad there, and, and, and you kind of have to figure out what to do. Well, I, I know that there's good and there's bad, but there's really not as much bad as, as you think. You, you're, you can only work with what you got. Of course. You know, and look, uh, the talent around him is going to impact all those yeah. numbers. So you know, like Slayton, Slayton wasn't even a, a, a thought during training camp. Then all of a sudden, four games in, he becomes a receiver for the team. Uh, Kenny Galladay, you, you know, much below, everybody's beating on him, whatever. But he, he never got himself started. James uh, did was like the leading receiver for the season. Who was the kid that, that came on late in the season, caught all the touchdowns? Hodgins. Hodgins came off somebody's practice squad. To be the you know touchdown leader for the team, a receiving touchdown. So like, and then when your tight end started to have a little bit of a run, he he gets his eye socket broken, so he's out for like four or five weeks. So he he, he did okay. I, I thought that he did okay with what he had, and I don't want to you know I don't want to give him a lot of excuses, but good quarterbacks make what's around them better, and he did a good job of doing that this year. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go to Hugo in New Jersey. He's up next. Hey, Hugo. Hey, uh, John and, and, and Howard. How are you today? Hey, Hugo. How are we We're doing? Good. I'm doing good. Hey, John, by the way, uh, your draft coverage and uh, draft season is really uh, outstanding. It's, it's a must-listen uh, must for anyone who's a – Who's a draft pick? One thing I'm wondering about is: it, is it just going to be you and Pauline this year? And uh, uh, Eric Crocker is no longer. Yeah, on unfortunately, the show? Eric opened up a gym and he's training kids down in Arkansas where he's at, and he's had to put a lot more time into that. So he's stepping nice. aside for now. We hope to get him back at some point. He'll probably join us for a couple shows here and there. But uh, for now, it'll be just Tony and I moving forward for the next couple of months, and then we'll kind of reorganize and try to figure it out. I'll be around. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. We can have Howard <laughs> on a couple times, then maybe we can um, you know, uh, give Howard some homework assignments, watch some players, and we'll get his take. Yeah. yeah you bet, well, you guys really do. You guys really do an outstanding Well, thank you. Job. Well, by the way, you can find draft season on all popular podcast platforms or on the Giants app. Go ahead, Hugo. Appreciate the promo. Cross-marketing. Cross yeah, terrific. Uh, you, you guys have sort of hit on this a bit, and... Um, you know, the center position seems to be getting a lot of buzz recently, and I actually saw a couple of mock drafts that have centers to the Giants in, in the second round. So I really want to dig in a little bit here sure, and, rig, and really figure out how big a need that really is. And I'll start with sort of a weird question, which is who back – I mean, let, let me preface by saying that uh, I think everyone recognizes that John Feliciano was more of, you know, what Barcells would call a hold the fort down kind of guy. Yeah, sure. One year contract, that, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, so who backed them up early in the year when Nick Gates was rehabbing and uh, Sean Lemieux was rehabbing as well? Well, so when well those two guys... early in the year, Lemieux was was he healthy early in the year? I'm trying to remember. No, he wasn't. Bre- Bredesen no. was probably Bre- one Bredesen of the backups guy, at yeah. center, and I feel right. like I'm forgetting somebody. Let me look that up, Hugo. But I'm pretty sure it was Bredesen. Okay. But let me double check okay. that. Yeah. So, so Bredesen is. Uh, I mean, I would kind of term him as an ascending player, certainly an improving player, and uh, definitely viable for competition and depth, I would say. But but then the question becomes one about Nick Gates, and maybe you can remind me. At the end, towards the end of 2020, with almost a full season under his belt at center, was Nick Gates playing the center position at a high level? My perception was yes, but I'd like to get your opinion. Well, it wasn't a Pro Bowl level. But he was not at. A, he was, a, a, in my opinion, he was a starting level center. I think, better I think than was, average. Yeah, he was better than average. I, w- I would put him better around. I would put him around average. He was playing a little bit better. Uh, than average. That's fine. Yeah, average to above okay. average. And, How and, about that? And, and, and that was his first year as, as a starting center. And yeah. um, so I, I, I remember one interview you did with Nick um, John, and he said. Essentially, that during his uh, rehab, he got his upper body stronger, but that he, I'm paraphrasing, there was still a bit of a gap on his lower body that he needed to work on in the offseason. Well, yeah, of course, yeah, because, while, because, because right? yeah, he said while he was hurt, all he could do was, all he could do was lift and right. do bench. And, you know, he couldn't probably um, do the power lifts because that involves you could, your legs you, and you everything. Could, but. You couldn't do curls. You couldn't do extensions. You couldn't do squats. Squats, that's yeah, what I was looking yeah. for. Thank you. This is a lot no, of stuff I, you can't do. So I, I think you see where I'm going with my questioning as I dig into it a little bit deeper. You know, I think Nick Gates might be a viable option, and we, you know, still have a lot of holes on the roster. Yeah, Hugo, I agree with and, you, by the way. I'm, I'm with you on and, that. And that's what we said a little earlier, the, if you missed it. Yeah, yeah. To spend a second-round pick, 
and, and, and really to bring in sort of a mid-tier free agent, like another Glowinski type, I mean, what does that really do for you? Is that really an upgrade is, is what I'm getting at. You know, I think Nick Gates, with an off-season of training his lower body, he's not rehabbing, he's actually training. Right. And uh, playing at his best position, because he actually played pretty well even at left guard, although I think we all agree that center is his best position. Is that is that a safe assumption? Yeah, probably. I, okay. Again, I, I won't say uh, either way because i got to listen him healthy. <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think we we may have an economical and pretty effective solution in house as opposed to spending resources. Remember though, Hugo. Remember, Nick Gates also a free agent, mm-hmm. so you have to uh, resign uh, him. Yes, right, 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 right. So you know, you let Feliciano go, and and, and you try to get a a, a decent deal uh, done with Gates. Now, the thing about Gates is because of his horrific injury, it goes back to uh, Joe Shane's comment. We know the medicals better than someone outside. Right. So you got to wonder what kind of market there is, you know, for someone who doesn't know the medicals as well as we do. But that aside, I think we can we can get him at a at a reasonable price, and he could be an effective option. And plus, he's a dog, right? He brings the attitude, and you need one of those guys. He does he definitely. He definitely has the attitude. Thank you, Hugo. Okay, thanks. Appreciate the call, man. There was a guy at Senior Bowl that was like, if Nick Gates, like, they took part of his like leg and they made like a clone of him. Oh, at the no. senior bro, Cody Mock yeah. out of North Dakota State. The yeah. guy literally has no two front teeth. Nick Gates has Nick Gates has all his teeth. But he's got the long hair and like Gates did in training camp. Yeah. He had the jersey pulled up Over with, the, the belly. With, with the big belly Over hanging belly. out. I'm yeah. like, dude, you are he's like North Dakota's Nick, Nick Gates. So that was, who, was, who was the best standout lineman that you saw at the at senior bro? You want guard or inside? Inside. Inside uh uh Osiris Torrance from Florida. Big 330-pound dude, strong, really powerful. Once he got his hands on you, you were done. Uh, he was at Louisiana Lafayette for a long time. Then he followed Napier from okay. there to Florida and played one year at Florida this year. So he played guard or center? He played guard. Uh, Steve Av- uh, Avia from TCU. Mm-hmm. Big, another 300, 6'5", 330 guard. Uh, I he saw actually, him. He actually snapped at Senior Bowl, too, for the first time. They yes, tried him in center I, a little I bit. Saw him. Cody good. Mock was another guy who I just mentioned from North Dakota State. Mm-hmm. He was a tackle at North Dakota State, mm-hmm. but he is short arm, so they think he's going to get moved inside okay. um, in the NFL. And then the best pure center was John Michael Schmitz out of uh, Minnesota. Probably an early second-round type of pick. He was very good. Okay. All right. We'll see. I think there'll be a lot of day two walk-in starters. It was a pretty good offensive line group at the senior bowl. I thought they did a nice job. Well, you know that that doesn't that doesn't account for all the juniors that are coming out. Correct. That yes. that that's where the, the you know senior, what, bowl, senior bowl's great. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun, but they're gonna have to figure out a way to incorporate some of those guys. That if they're coming out, try to get them involved somewhere. Sure. I, I tell you what, though, there are, are fewer underclassmen this year than we've had before because guys are staying in for the NIL deals. Because they can make yeah. a little money in college. Well, they know. Well, a lot of them are staying in for NIL deals, and they're staying in because they hit the transfer portal. Or that, yeah, hundred percent. Once they hit the transfer mm-hmm. portal, they go over to a team they think they can they can play a little bit more, make a little bit more for NIL, and then and, boost and, their draft stock. And, and boost their draft stock because nowhere before could you do no time in history before could they do this at this level. Like you could be a starter. You could be doing really well in your conference, and you can go to another team that you know with a higher profile that needs a starter, and like you could be the guy. Case in point, uh, the West Virginia, West Virginia Wake Forest quarterback who left Wake Forest and now is at Notre Dame. Yeah, he, he was oh, all gosh. A, yeah, he's all AC. Highland, yeah. Highland is that name? Brett Highland. Maybe? I think so. He's all AC in, at West at, at West Virginia. I keep calling West Virginia Wake Forest, leading the ACC, and all of a sudden he goes, okay. Uh, I can go to Notre Dame and and double down on this, and he's and he left and went to Notre Dame. Yeah, no, it's not Brett Highland. It's something else. Just go. Uh, Kyle, no, that's not him either. Um, I will have to figure. You that have to figure out. out. But that's yeah. but that's but that's the guy I think of. He because he can mess around and be a top draft pick next year. Yeah, no question about so it. That's, All right, that's gonna be interesting. Tyler Buckner. No, I'll look it up. Uh, let's go Nick to um, Len in Columbia, Maryland. He'll wrap us up. Len, what's going on, pal? Yeah, yeah. Hey, John, thanks for taking my call two days in a row here. I appreciate it. No, no problem. Um, um, you know, I like Sam Hartman, Howard... by the way. I'm sorry, Sam yeah, Hartman. Sam. I had an Sam. H right. That was oh. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, Sam, Link, go yeah, ahead. Okay, yeah. That's, you're talking about the Notre Dame guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I couldn't yeah, remember yeah. the we should, name. We should have asked yeah. you. We were like, called him everything. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. Yeah, well, Howard, they also, they also got a guy out of Nashville 
uh, a freshman, Minshaw, who was very highly thought of as well. Okay. But, um, um, uh, you, you know, I like the way, John, I like the way you and Howard broke down the Jones thing. And, and you know, you got it down to, uh, you know, eight, eight guys maybe, if I remember the number correctly. And I started jotting down, if I was going to trade Daniel, who would I trade him for? Right. And it, it was probably the same eight guys. <laughs> it was literally the same yeah. eight guys. But here's my, here's my point. Geez, you're, you're, you're starting to talk big money. I mean, if you put him in with those eight guys that you came up with... Well, then I wouldn't put him in the same category. I would put him in a category below a lot of those eight. You know well, what I mean? Well, here, here's well, the thing. Well, well no, even no. if he's eight... Yeah, but Howard, even if he's number eight or nine, John, or, I mean, I mean, you're, to, you're talking high 30s at the least. Yeah, but think of it this way. Yeah, yeah, I, honestly, I, I, probably yes. But you have to think of it this way. Quarterback is a marketable position. That's what they're doing. They have, they have to go on the market yeah. of what they're going to pay the guy. If if you want to drop it back down to a number that you think is reasonable, you're going to have to hopefully get somebody in the draft. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's really the only way to to combat the quarterback thing. The only per- Quarterbacks cost money. Yeah. The only quarterback who did it yeah, in history yeah, yeah. was uh, uh, Brady. Brady took less throughout his career. Yeah, he had a billionaire yeah. wife who was you know, yeah, but, a fashion but, mogul. Yeah, but, it, but he took less to win Super Bowls. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he took yeah. less to have more guys keep more of his guys on the team, and that wasn't until he got older. That yeah. wasn't his first contract. Yeah, but he did. He yeah. did it like early on. He tried to keep Butler yeah. and all those guys on the team, and he got mad when they would get rid of him. And he like <laughs> he that did happen. Yeah. You're so, right about so that. So he's like, you know, if I'm taking less money for you to keep these guys, keep my guys. So that's that is is foreign to everyone because. Uh, no offense, but the, the the players' association don't want it. They want you to make as much money as possible constantly. Sure, so do the agents, your, and the agents want you to make as much money as possible because you just want to keep moving the needle. If you start giving hometown discounts and all this other stuff, yeah, then they get upset because look, you're upsetting the way that they that they structured the rise of the yeah. of the salary cap. So yeah. you know, Daniel's going to get what what the marketable moment's going to be. Well, if he was if he was tagged as a as a uh, what do you call it? What do you tag the guy? Franchise tag. A franchise tag. It would be basically forty million bucks. A uh, franchise tag is yeah. thirty two this year. It ought to be yeah. thirty two. Thirty two. So, so it's thirty two million bucks. But so But remember well, then that would all be in one well, year though, which is a huge salary yeah. cap number for anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. So like so if you do do whatever you do with him, like I said, if I'm Daniel, I want three years. I don't want yeah. five. I don't want yeah. whatever. And and you get five I could pay you less. I don't have to pay you hey, forty. Sure. I could pay you thirty. Yeah, I mean, I, Len, I, okay. I think I think yeah. if you're looking at that type of three year deal like Howard's talking about, you're looking at three years more than a hundred. Mm-hmm. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah John, John, that thirty two. I, I I think that that's the non exclusive tag. Yes, that I is correct. I think if you go exclusive, it's it's probably a little higher. It's probably thirty six. Yeah, but on, on the like non exclusive tag though, Len, a team would have to then if you lose him, you would get two first round picks. But you also yeah, have, right, but, right. but and you also uh, have yeah. the right to match. Right. So it's not like yeah, he's yeah, out yeah, there absolutely. free. You know. All right. Let me let me let me say one last thing, and thanks again for taking no, my call. No problem. Um, uh, you know, I, I don't. I'm not sounding desperate here when I say this, but if if we don't sign if we don't sign Daniel, we we get worse, John. Oh no, absolutely, Lennon. Len, he's going to be back. Look, the worst comes to worst. It's going to oh, okay. be the tag. So he okay. will be here. It's just a matter of what it oh, looks okay. like. Oh, so so you think we. We would use the tag on Daniel more than we might use it on 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 Saquon. Uh, well, I think Daniel's more of a priority just because of the position that okay. he plays. You know what okay. I mean? And look, okay. I, I don't think okay. I don't think they want to use the tag on anyone because that no. that makes your salary cap very rigid. Look, you know, Giant fans all say we got fifty million dollars in cap space. Well, you okay. take thirty two and just lop it off. You almost yeah. have nothing at that point. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, thanks, guys. No, thanks thank for you, Len. My call. I appreciate no, it. No, no problem. Appreciate the call. And, and the only thing is that if there are teams out there with a lot of with a lot of uh, draft picks, mm-hmm. and I mean a lot, like you got the two or three first round picks, whatever, and and they have to quote unquote franchise Daniel, and everybody's like, hey, look, we're a, we're a quarterback away. We know what this kid to do versus you know drafting somebody Bryce from Alabama. Dude, the nightmare scenario is the Jets. Yeah, that's that's. They have a good team. And if they have, and they got how many draft picks next year? They don't have a lot, though, do they? They have a lot of first-round picks. They, they have their own picks. They don't have any extra ones yeah, anymore. Yeah, but if they had two first-round picks or something like that, and they're like, hey, look, we're a quarterback away, that would be hard for the Giants to say no to. I love Daniel and everything, but if, hey, look, if we're going to get two first-round picks for him, then you got three first-round picks. You, uh, I don't think there's a quarterback this year, and I'm not knocking the three guys that are at the top 
and I love the Bama guy, but this is New York, and it's going to be chilly, and there are going to be some big dudes hitting you. <laughs> it's going to be chilly. <laughs> yeah, so like, it's going to be chilly. Yeah, it's going. But it's great category. Yeah, but like it, it, if you come to if you come to no, come, yeah if you come up here, you got to be built for it, and like we, some guys are literally are, physically are, built for you it. Got to be built for yes. it, and it's like. It, that that's a big task for guys. So right. before we say goodbye, Howard, give me your thoughts on the Super Bowl, and then we'll say goodbye. I think that uh, the Eagles have a really good team. I think they have a good defense. I think that they're a little bit more methodical, though. And I think the problem is that you got to be able to somehow, some way, slow down Patrick Mahomes. If he gets out and, and he scores twice really quickly, and the Eagles are a good team, they're going to have to throw the ball at a high rate. I'm not sure they're built like that. I agree. I think Sirianni, and I, I'm going to be on later in the week, so I'll be really quick. I think Sirianni has to be willing to stick with the run game because I think that's the best part of what the yeah. Eagles do. Quarterback and running back, yeah. your whole running package. Keep, I keep think if field. Steve Spagnuolo can turn this into a Mahomes versus Hurts passing game, yeah. advantage Chiefs. Yeah, I, I think I think Kansas City's defense is a lot better than people giving them credit for. Oh, no, no yeah. their defense is pretty good. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Yeah, it'll be a good battle. And I yep. think, I, I, unfortunately, as someone that would not like to see the Eagles win another Super Bowl, mm-hmm. I think push comes to shove. I think the Eagles are better on the offensive line and defensive line. And I think that, in the end, will push the game. And I, I got to imagine it, they're going to come out and do something with Kelsey and not let Kelsey beat them. Well, if, 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 if one or two of the receivers are healthy for Kansas City, it's a hard thing to stop them. I, I think the Eagles would trust their corners to cover and try to take Kelsey out of the game with doubles. Nah. Big ask. No, it's a big ask. Hey, look, <laughs> but that that's why hey, that's why these are the two best teams, right? Big, big ask. Ain't gonna come easy. But the running backs are pretty good too. Hey, big good, ask. Good stuff, Howard. Good stuff. Howard Cross, I'm John Schmelk. Again, we are off next week on Big Blue Kickoff Live, so don't freak out if you don't see any shows. We need a break. We gotta take a deep breath. <laughs> we'll come back and we're ready to go. We'll see you tomorrow, twelve thirty, Big Blue Kickoff Live. Until then. At JC Penny fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.